feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
spring break, right? No, we went back yesterday. We don't get um, Easter Monday off, so we were back yesterday. You know, I'm thinking Monday. (laughs) Huh? I'm thinking it's Monday. Why am I thinking it's Monday? I went back for a minute, you know. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Baby's coming back off of spring break. Uh, They were fine. Um, It got kind of crazy yesterday afternoon, um, the last hour or two of school, but um, other than that, I mean, it was fine. It was. We're counting down the days now. We we don't have long. I think somebody said today there's only about thirty some days of school left. So we don't wow. we don't have long to go. Oh wow! That's and when you put it like that, it, that's not long at all. No, at because all. April is pretty much over. So we have May, and then I mean we don't have a lot of time in June. So in terms of school days, we don't have many more to go, so okay, we are almost to the end. Well, cool things, cool things, and Tamari and the baby, Nadia is okay, Tamari and Nadia? Yep, they are both fine. Um, I think I think all of us are just tired. Uh, we went out of town um, Thursday uh, to visit both families, came back late Saturday night, and I think we've just been recovering since then. And Nadia came back with the uh, the sniffles. She's been congested uh, since uh, since Sunday morning. So, uh, but she's fine. She turned six months uh, today, so we have her uh, her six month checkup tomorrow. But they're both doing fine. Both doing fine. How about everybody in your world? Good, good. Sally is good. She was actually just here. Brandon and Brandon was with her mom, and Brandon had her, um, and they had been out for a little bit. So he and Sally stopped by here and said hello. And she's just growing and talking, and she's holding her bottle, you guys. Um, <laughs> doing good. She's she's just growing before our eyes, and it's just really okay. She's really coming along and just just growing. So it's, they move it's so, very fast. Yeah, she's at that stage where you really get to enjoy her, seeing her trying to mimic what you're doing and and growing. It's just it's an awesome experience. So um, I'm I'm enjoying it, and they are they certainly are enjoying. You know, of course, going through trying to still, I guess get into the groove, but I don't know if you ever really get into the groove. You just learn how to groove, I think, with, with baby. So, because it's forever changing. I think that yep, forever changing. So, but um, Rodney, if it's okay with you, after digging into Chapter 11, I, I say let's just stick with Chapter 11 tonight. Um, okay. Let's let's try to hit on twelve, and and we may even. I mean, if you had already been there and kind of got into it, it's it's a fairly short chapter, chapter twelve. So maybe if we just do chapter twelve next week, that'll give us. Because um, I'm really trying to. Not that I don't enjoy this, but I don't want. I'm just trying to be very mindful of my time and make sure that I get what I need so that I have something to give, and. Um, and although I love staying on two hours, you know, I think that people can use that, that extra hour to do research. Um, because so often I think you can you can 
I thought about this this week, as I often do, but I just really see so many people being connected to stuff and things, so I just often wonder how, what would we do if we didn't have, you know, the phones, if we didn't talk, basically what it boiled down to is if if we did less talking, would we do more? Uh And um, what made me really think about this, I had gone most of the day, I believe it was Saturday, with just seeing people. I worked Saturday, and I seen people come in the line, and I can't really even ask them questions or help them because they're also on the phone while trying to check out. And I was at lunch, and I saw this um, person riding the bike, and they were on the phone just just casual, like that's that's what they got on the bike to do. And I just just thought, what what would happen if we did less talking and more doing, um, or mm-hmm. maybe talk more personally? I had I saw a text today, uh, not a text, but a quote today um, that said, "Don't text matters of the heart" or something like that. Like we need to we need to a person doesn't need to receive a text when it comes to things matters of the heart. They need to hear them. Um, so I just I just say that to say I'm gonna learn to be more mindful um, of my time. I know even with with people text, texting me, I don't I try not to get so caught up and involved in it to the point where it it takes away you know a good deal of my time and then off they go you know. So that being said, let's do 11 and then do 12 next week. Um, and maybe let people go back and reread and, and go through it themselves. So I enjoyed Chapter 11. And, and, again, what is so interesting, Rodney, is I feel like I've never read Romans. And that's like, like, so <laughs> off the page. Like, okay, I don't, I don't get how I didn't get this then. I didn't see it like this way. So it's very interesting. I almost feel like I've been reading with blind eyes. If that makes sense, I don't know, but it was interesting this time around. Very interesting. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the things that I that I've noticed um, is that the way that I read now is completely different um, than the way that I read ten years ago or twenty years ago, and I think the difference is. When I read before, I read with a closed mind. I read with my mind already made up, and I essentially read uh, what I heard in church. And Mm -hmm. so when I read, I read with that mindset or that understanding, and there was was nothing that could take me away from that. So it, it was almost like there was no point in reading. Like I was reading like a robot. I was reading like I was like I was programmed, and so I noticed that um, when things began to change for for me, um, when I didn't have any one or anything distracting me, um, and this happened probably back in uh, this happened back in two thousand six. I noticed that. Um, things that uh that I was reading um 
just like you, I was saying, you know, why didn't I see this, see this before? And I think the answer was I didn't want to see it before. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have an understanding. I didn't want to go outside of what I already knew or what I was hearing in church. And even if, um, you know, if I read something and it contradicted what I had heard in church or I had heard someone say on TV or wherever I may have heard someone preaching, um, if it if it contradicted or if it raised questions in my mind, um, I think I either asked and kind of got brought back to the same answer that I had before or mm-hmm. I was kind of shot down. And so, you know, I just kind of stuck. But then once my, my eyes became open, it was like, oh, wait a minute. This is what this, this scripture is really um, saying. So it's interesting that you brought that point up because, you know, and, and, and just in general, I think when we read, you can read the same page 10 times and you might get something different. And I don't mean, I don't mean that, you know, what you read is going to change but you may notice something that you didn't notice before. I've looked at movies, um, you know, in 2018, it might be a movie that I saw in 1998, and I'll be like, wait a minute, I've seen this movie 20 times. How come I never noticed that part? Or I'll hear somebody else saying it, and I'll be like, wait a minute, they said that in the movie? And then you go back and you're like, wow, like I've seen this movie so many times and I never noticed that part. So it's interesting that you brought brought that up, but I think I think you're right on point. I think um I it goes back to um, this this gentleman that I had met um and he was the first person that I had come across that talked so much about becoming unlearned, and he was basically saying that he had to kind of let go of all the things that, uh, much of the things that he had been taught and the views that were attached to that. So I find, find it interesting what you just said, how never thought about it, how we read with basically a conclusion or some insight that, um, keeps us from truly being open to what God is telling us or 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 what we should be gaining from that reading because i don't I don't ever remember reading Romans thinking about the Jews and the Gentiles. I never really and and now I'm reading like how could I not reference them in this you know and then bring it to <laughs> At the same time, make it make it um, applicable to people today, me today in life, and so and that that just could be coming from a place like you said of growing, letting go, and really seeking and searching for the truth. Um, what that's not based upon what we've been taught. Uh, not based upon a relationship with man, meaning that preacher, that uh, preacher's wife, or that the 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 lady on the pew next to us that we sit next to, you know, every Sunday or whatever. But having it being based on relationship. So um, 
So whatever it is, I'm just today and just thinking, how did I not, you know, where is all this coming from? Of course, it's not disappearing, but it has to do with the mindset, like you were saying, just a different mindset, a different place um, of, uh, I think you'll agree with me with, with this, Rodney, not wanting to please man, but wanting to please God. Um, and mm-hmm. not being concerned about man being pleased, um, but more concerned about growing. Because I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily about pleasing God. Because we're forever, um, we're forever in a growing state, and I think that we're already there in a sense, but we're, we're forever growing. So. Um, and I think Romans speaks much about that um, is no longer being grace grace being offered to us um, by by not the works that we do just the, that gift of grace. So it's it's interesting. So um, mm-hmm. any place you'd like to start, Rodney? Um, I think at the very beginning because it it um, it it, it kind of you know picks up where the the first ten chapters leave off um where he where Paul is saying um uh, you know has God cast away his people and he said God forbid for I also am an Israelite of the mm-hmm. seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin God has not cast away his people which he foreknew uh will ye not what the scripture of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, hath they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reversed, I'm sorry, I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. So, you know, even though um even though the Israelites um were disobedient and even though um you know they were doing it it seems like they were doing you know the thing they were doing the opposite of what God wanted them to do um Paul is saying here that that still didn't turn the Israelite that that still didn't turn God away from the Israelites, and so you know, and even when when He said um, uh, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thy altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. And He said, um, I have reserved seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. So. Even when people, even when God's people, or even when, you know, uh, the people who God have chosen, even if they decide that they're not going to do what he said or do what he asked, he still has people, God still has people who are willing to do the right thing. He still keeps people um and it used the word reserve here it said reserve to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed so e- even though there are people god's people 
who may have fallen off or who may be doing the opposite of what he said or may not be living by his word or may be stepping out or uh, like it says in chapter 12, even when there are people who are conforming, even when it seems like everybody around you is doing the wrong thing or not living up to their purpose or living under God's will, um, there's there's still hope or you can still have faith that there is somebody. And here it says 7,000 men. There are still people. They may not be where you can see them or um, you might feel like you're the only one because it says, I am left alone and they seek my life. Even when people are after you and it seems like you're by yourself because everybody who was supposed to be with you is not living up to um, their purpose or what they're supposed to be doing. God has set aside people to help you or to be there with you when the time comes. So it's important to keep the faith, one, and then two, um, don't think that just because you know, other people have um, fallen fallen by the wayside. Um, don't think that is the end for you, too. Rodney, I wanted to start. I'm glad you said that. And I, I had actually wanted to go to that last verse in chapter 10. But to Israel, he says, all day long I stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Um, because so often I think people, and I don't hear people really today, I don't hear really people just sitting down discussing the Bible much today at all either, but um, I just don't hear about the, 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 you know, the Jews and the Gentiles and the the difference and, and much comparison. And, and, that's, and maybe it does happen, but that's interesting to me because we we have so many religions and titles and separation by you know um, profession the amount, the amount that a person may make based on their profession and we put those people in categories um, and I think one of the four when you read chapter eleven going into verse two. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. And I think that word is very, very important because I think sometimes, often, oftentimes we forget that God is all-knowing. And so he, he, he foreknew what decisions we, would, we were going to make or for, this, for the sake of Romans, the Jews would make. Um, but... We forget about that in our own lives. Um, I go back to a time, long, long time ago, I was out, and I've shared this on the show before, I was out with Tika, and we were having dinner, and there were a group of ladies um, sitting right next to us, and they were just kind of wilding out, I guess I would say, and someone came over to the table and was talking with them, and and they asked what church they went through. And I was like, don't. Somebody said, don't tell him what church we go to. I don't want the pastor to know. And we were like, <laughs> you know, yeah. get out the pastor, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> so so often we forget about God for knowing um, who we are, what we will do, what we say. If and when we're going to be one of those who stretched out his hands to, and we continue to be disobedient and, and contrary people. So I thought that word for new was very interesting. It stood out to me. And then I think you stopped just before verse 5. And if, I, if I'm mistaken, forgive me, but verse 5 where it says, Even so then, all this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And there's that word grace, but remnant. Um, I looked that word up, and it was interesting to me. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's usually, this is the definition, usually small part, member, or trace remaining. So that verse to me says that there, the, even even though um, many rejected God at this time, or but there was a there's a, there was a remnant, there was a few, and we can we can find uh, truth in that. Where let's see, uh, where's Elijah? Elijah, how he pleaded with God against Israel, saying, "Lord, they have killed your your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life." But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself seven thousand men who have not about the need to ball. And so going back to what you were saying, Rodney, because so often we do get we do feel like we're alone. Uh, and even he's saying that they are <coughs> just read it. Um they have killed your where is it? I'm left and they seek my life. So often we we may feel like our life is being seeked by the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And I think we forget about that as well. When you are trying to do right, when you are seeking um, to be pleasing to God, you're seeking growing, uh, to, to grow in Christ and to have a relationship, a true relationship, one that, that is not based upon your works or lack thereof, but a true understanding of God's grace, God's mercy, his salvation, and knowing that there is nothing you can do, nothing, there's not enough we can do. Um in 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 that in the aspect that I think we think we are to do, like we're gonna work our way into heaven. Um I think that's the, the biggest mistake that we can make at this time. So that was interesting to me. Um and as far as the top part, Rodney, I didn't. That was the only two things that I had uh, underlined. And then the next one that I had was the stupor God has given them, and that's a little bit farther down. So I didn't know if you wanted any to, to address anything in between there. So I think you left off at five, and where it talks about God has given them a spirit of stupor doesn't pick back up until seven, I believe. Uh huh. Tammy, I, I want to go back to something that you said, um, you know, as far as people, as far as us, as people not knowing or talking about, you know, the Bible or Jews and Gentiles, 
uh, or knowing the difference, I, you know, with there being so many religions out here, I think the problem is um, kind of similar to, to, to the problem that we've seen throughout the Bible that has been emphasized in Romans when it talks about uh, the bowing down and, um, you know, the Israelites falling out uh, with God. I think, one, there is still idol worship. I think Mm -hmm. there is still the worship of people. I think there is still the worship of uh, graven images, like it, like it said, I believe in verse two. There, there, there's still worship of everything except the Creator. We get um, caught up in everything except the one that that we should be getting caught up in, and that goes for me as well. We. Um, when it comes to prioritizing, whether it be in the uh, the earthly sense or the spiritual sense, we don't do a good job of that. And um, Tamari and I were, were just talking about this concert that is happening in Virginia Beach this weekend. I don't know if you guys have heard about it um, out there in Memphis, but it's called Something in, Something in the Water. And uh, Pharrell, um, I believe, was the originator of this of this festival, and it lasts for three days. Um, and the tickets started out at how much, Tamaria? Tickets started out at was that per day? So it started out. It started out. And uh, Tamari said it started out at $150 for the whole weekend. It's supposed to be three days. Do you know, um, I saw um, a cousin of mine posted on Facebook a few days ago that he had two three-day passes for sale for $675. Now, I know the price have gone up. I don't know if he's overcharging or what, but people are going to pay you know whatever it whatever it costs to be there, right? Because all this hype is around it, and then there's word that Jay Z and Beyonce are in the area, so you know people are gonna really be trying to be in the house. But if there is something, let let's go with spiritual. If there's something spiritual happening, that's not a popularity thing. Where it's just a, let's say it's just a, uh, let's say it's a program for for the youth at a church. It doesn't matter how much they advertise, people won't go. Um, we talked we we've talked in the past about, you know, things that you know aren't even spiritual things. They're just things that that should be important to us, like school board meetings, city council meetings. People won't go. We make up every excuse when it's things that will impact our lives. But any time we can worship an an image or a physical person, we are all about it. Why? Because it's going to get us some attention. We because now, especially nowadays, 
we can post pictures of ourselves at this event saying, ooh, I was there. But worshiping, worshiping things is what got the Israelites in trouble. That's what got the Israelites in trouble. And all throughout Romans, it talks about that, but it also talks about how the Gentiles had a right because of Jesus dying. The Gentiles had a right to salvation. So it's a, it's a, when it comes to the Jews and the Gentiles, it's not only a history lesson, but if you, if you look at the scriptures and you look at what's happening now, it tells us in Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. So the same thing that the same things that the Israelites were doing, we're seeing it now where the worship is going everywhere except to God. And we wonder why the world is sick. Mm. We wonder why things like Sri Lanka happened on Sunday where people said, ooh, it's Easter. We're going to go and kill Christians. People are sick. And it's all because of something that didn't just start when you were born, Tammy, that didn't start when I was born, but that started a long time ago that was already pre-written and recorded, where people have abandoned godly principles. And so what took place with the Israelites is still going on today. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, Rodney, what is your take on God has given the the let's see verse uh let's let's go to verse seven. Start with verse seven. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, just as it is written. What are your thoughts? Let's, before I go to the next part. Um, what are your thoughts on on that part? What then? Israelite has not obtained obtained speaks. What do you think they were? Say that again. What What do I think? What now? What do you think the Israelites at that time were seeking? It says Israelite Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it. What What was that? It. Hmm. Um, that's a, that's a good question, Tammy. Um, <laughs> um, maybe that's the one we could dig deep on because I was, I was, that's just like, hmm, and now I'm telling you, I read Romans so many times that I never thought, what was it that they were seeking? You know what? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to have to look in my dig Bible for that one, but, um, They, because when I when I think about them, um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Were you able to find it in in your studies? 
Um, no, no, that just stood out, and I and I didn't even think to go to my Bible like yours that explains everything. Um, I did grab my old King James version, but it doesn't go into depth. But I, that's something that I want to search more on and and see if I can can bring some understanding for me. And then the part, the next part is even more interesting. But the elect have obtained it. Who was the elect? Because if if it's who I think it is, then I really need to find out more about this particular this particular verse from a Bible study. Well, well, in verse eight, it says, "According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber." So it says, "Israel has not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded." So, to me. When it says, according as it is written, so usually when it, there's a scripture that says, as it is written or it is written, then it's somewhere uh, previously in the Bible. And it says, God has given them the spirit of slumber. So um, I would think that they sought after the opposite of slumber. So if they got, if they didn't get what they sought for, uh, but it says God gave them something else. Um, and we know slumber um, is the same as sleep. So God has given them the spirit of slumber. Then it says, because um, in verse 7 it says the rest were blinded. And then it says eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear unto this day. So in other words, God gave them in verse 8, it tells us what he did give them. So if they um, if they didn't get what they sought after and they got slumber, they got eyes that couldn't, that should not see and ears that should not hear. This reminds me, um, and I don't know why I was thinking about this, but um, when I was reading this, this reminded me of verse 1 when he turned them over, uh, when it says that he turned yeah, them over. Yeah, I thought about that earlier. Mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, this is what that makes me. Um, think about and then I'll, I'll do you want to even uh, better than that Tammy if you go back up it says um, in verse 6 it says and if by grace then is it no more of works otherwise grace is no more grace but if it be of works then it is no more grace otherwise work is no more work so when when I think uh, when I think about slumber or sleep, um, and then it talks about works prior to that. So what they sought after, um, they didn't get. Now, I'm not sure what the election, when it says the election have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. So they were seeking after uh, grace mm. would be would be my thought here. They were seeking after after grace, um, and they and but God gave them a spirit of of sleep, um, and I don't know why I'm connecting these dots here. It could be totally off, but um, remember the parable where um, it was something about uh, slumber or sleeping and. They missed out. I may be mixing them up. Um, but basically, 
when the time came because of their disobedience, when the time came, they missed out. And so because they were so caught up into worldly things, um, God gave them the, and when it says eyes that can't see, that eyes that should not see or ears that should not hear, they, to me, that essentially means that they missed out. And it says unto this day, they missed out. Because if you can't see or hear, then whatever comes your way, you won't know that it's there. If you can't see, if you if you can't see something, and you can't hear it, then you're gonna miss it. So while they were busy doing their own thing and worshiping these images and doing things that God had had told them not to do. While they were busy doing these things, they missed the boat. They missed their blessing. Rodney, listen to this one. Okay, I found something. Two things um, I want to read. The first one is explaining Romans 11, 7 through 15. The second one is explaining Romans 11, 7 through 10. Both of them very interesting. It says, God himself has kept Israel from seeing and hearing, understanding and applying his truth, giving Israel a spirit of slumber to make possible the salvation of the Gentiles. He has determined to call and choose only a limited number from Israel in this age, allowing the rest to remain blinded with the rest of the human of humanity. They will they will rise in the second resurrection and have the opportunity for salvation. The second one says this. Elsewhere, Paul says Israel has zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. God has not cast away his people. He will still save them, but he lets us know why things are the way they are now. He has given them over to being deceived. He has permitted it. God writes Paul has given them a spirit of stupor. He permitted it even as he permitted Adam and Eve to be tested in the garden. These scriptures show that Israel's spiritual diet was misleading them. The table Mm. had become snare. A table is a symbol of where we eat. It is literally where we eat physical food, but spiritually it refers to our mental and spiritual nourishment. What the Israelites were feeding their minds was distracting them to the degree that they were unable to see the truth when it was presented to them. Very interesting. That's deep, Tammy, um, especially when you, uh, I mean, just just thinking about, um, you know, connecting it to today. Yes. How much have we missed out on because of distractions? Hmm. How many things have have gone by us because 
our mind was on the wrong thing. Our mind was on uh, things that were outside of our purpose. I mean, I'll use myself for an example. I remember graduating from high school in 2000, and I didn't graduate college until eight years later. Now, does it mean that, you know, that wasn't the plan? Doesn't mean that, but I can tell you if it weren't for where I was mentally, I would have finished college in four years, no more than five. But the reason why it took me so long to get out was I was focused on the wrong things. I was focused on my desire to hurry up and get out of there. I didn't want to be in school when I first started going to college. And I just kept thinking about how long five years was, if it took me five years. I just kept saying, man, that's a long time. And so I couldn't focus on my work because I was weighed down. I put I put a burden on myself. I was weighed down with the thought of how long it was going to take me to get out of school. And four or five years is not a long time. I was also working at the time, which isn't bad, but I was working. I was doing a lot in the church. Um, I was there for my family, um, people who I thought were my friends. Like I was trying to do so many things instead of just focusing on school. Then I was thinking about how much money I didn't have and how I would, you know, potentially double my my earnings once I finished school. And then I ended up getting married. Um, I wasn't preparing for uh, these tests that I needed to. I let so many things get in the way of me graduating until I just dropped out. Dropped out. And it wasn't until I sat out for a year and a half when I finally realized that as long as I had that, I'm going to say immature mindset where I wanted it to come so quickly and I didn't want to just focus and, and be patient and work for it and wanting to get married and have a family and have all, have all this money and, you know, um, I was trying to rush the process. And when I realized that it was going to be over sooner than I thought, if I just, as as people used to say, buckled down and focused and got out of there, it was, and, and as soon as I did that, I mean, the time went by so fast. And I was like, man, I could have been out of here three or four years ago, but I wasn't ready. The same way the Israelites, a trip that, that, that was supposed to take them days, took them 
years because of the same thing. Tammy? I want to read, um, let's see, where are we for time here? I want to go back to Romans 1, if y'all don't mind, and just, um, I'm going to go back there for a minute and then one more thing. So let's read Romans 1. I won't go I won't go into all of it. Um let's see. Well, maybe so. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I'm gonna start with verse eighteen. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. I want to stop there for just a minute and ask you guys to really focus on, and I believe we gave these words out when we started in Romans uh, chapter 1, invisible attributes. It says his invisible, invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his internal power and Godhead. So what are the invisible attributes that you have forgotten about um, what are the things that God has done in your life? How has he bought you out in spite of, in spite of, because I think at some point we all have a little bit of Israelite in us with the disobedience, with, with the wanting to do what we want to do and so forth. So be mindful mm-hmm. of things. And it says, because although they knew God, so although they knew God, we we know God if nothing else. I think everybody has had an encounter of some sort to where God has made himself so clear by doing something so in in such a supernatural way that there's no way that um that we can justify believing otherwise. Uh although we will, although we will. They did not glorify him, and I'm going to go back a little bit, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. It tells us right there, their foolish hearts were dark, and that's why Rodney said it reminded him, what we just went over reminded him of chapter 1. It says, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of, glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds hmm. and four, four-footed animals and creeping things. That now that alone, like it's just saying we've we've made God so small in our lives, so small. I think Rodney spoke about that a little bit earlier. It says, therefore, God has gave them up to uncleanliness 
in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Think about, as I read the rest of this, think about the world today. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. It says, Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not. And I'll stop there. So just just compare that to where we are now, taking it back to Romans chapter 11. And I won't read this part about the fears of foe because we've shared this before. Now I need to find where where it is. But just basically saying we are so so often we put so much off on other things and other people. Um, but the Bible that I have is the Spiritual Warfare Bible, and it talks about how we always think that some, something else or somebody else is our fiercest foe. It's, it's our the, the it's something weighing us down, the, the devil or somebody. Um, not minimizing that as well, but our own selfish desires, our wants, our needs, our mindset, as we've spoken about tonight, our our need to become unlearned, to be detached from people in this world, to kind of let go and let people be and, and work more on getting to know yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, so that God has something authentic to 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 deal with. So it's it's more about it's more than about the Israelites and the Gentiles. Make this applicable to your own life, the people around you, um, the people in your life, what you do on a day to day basis, what you don't do on a on a day to day basis, make it so applicable. Figure out am I am I Israelite, am I Gentile? I think once we do that we'll we'll all figure out it doesn't really matter about which you are, meaning it doesn't matter if you're a Baptist. Um, what are some of the others, Rodney? What, I don't even know anymore because I don't really get caught up in them. Um, what are some of the other religions? Some of the other what? Religions today. Oh, my God, Tim. It's, it's so many of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> the ones that are started in prison. What'd you say, Timmy? I said I can't even think of 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 them now. I guess because I just don't get caught up in them. But there's a lot. There's a lot of this Catholic, Baptist, um, holiness. I guess Buddhist, Buddhist, Seven Day Advantage, um, uh, Pentecostal, 
Pentecostal. Right, Pentecostal. So there's so many. There's so many. And, and, then, you got, how, and then you got the, the non-denominational. <laughs> right, right. And how we put each other in categories based on these religions, um, never really looking at the fact of the person, the individual person and their personal relationships with God. See them growing, see them changing. Do you see them seeking um, God? That that kind of thing. We just put people in cliques, as as you know, like the Gentiles and the Israelites. So I just found that interesting. But just keep in mind, ask yourself: Are you your fiercest foe? Kind of kind of dissect that as well. Uh, Tell me, you know something a, else that. What's that? Go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to tell you I had a few more things highlighted, but what were you? They were they were much further. Well, something something just came to mind. Um, I think just like with the Israelites, thinking that because they were God's people, that somehow it gave them rights that they didn't really have like they had this this false um impression of of what their status meant um they 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 thought that that they were above who they really were they thought that because they were God's people that they could essentially do what they want and then say, ooh, but it's okay because I'm God's. Uh, I'm an Israelite. I'm God's chosen. I think we do the same thing today. Mm -hmm. We think that just because we go to church, it makes everything okay. That all we have to do is say, God, you know I'm not perfect. Or all we have to do is say, God forgives. But we forget that God looks at your heart. You can ask for forgiveness all you want to. And God will forgive, but God also looks at your heart. So if you're just repenting just to just to repent, or if you're just saying, I'm sorry, just to be saying it, and there's no meaning behind it, I'd be very careful with that. I can't tell you how God is going to look at you or judge you because I'm not God and I can't speak for God. But I'd be very careful with that because he looks at your heart. And I think that's why, I think that's why, um, Tammy, instead of religion bringing us closer to God, it actually separates us from him because we think that just because we read the Bible, we're okay. We think that just because I say I'm a Christian, it makes everything, it excuses anything that I do. And that's why it's, it's, a, it's, it's so competitive. There, there's competition amongst religions. And if you talk to each, uh, if you talk to people from each religion, They'll say that theirs is correct. Instead of us 
all coming together and saying, you know what? Let's worship the creator. Religion has has been used to divide us. It has been used to separate. It has been it has been used to point out flaws and differences. And that's why people in the Baptist church will tell you you should be a Baptist because this is what's wrong with the other religions. Mm-hmm. Or you should be Catholic because this is what's wrong with the other religions. And so people are getting caught up in, well, my pastor said, instead of saying, you know what, here's what God said, and here's what I'm going by. And even if I go to church every Sunday, I'm not going to get wrapped up in worldly church or in a worldly building or in people. I'm still going to get wrapped up in God and God's word. Sorry about that, Tim. That just came to mind. Oh, no, no, no. You are so, so, so right. And it's so applicable to what we're saying tonight. Um, So we're at the top of our hour. And I know we have not gotten through all the way through 11. There's a couple more things I have highlighted. And I'm sure that Rodney has more. But I want to stay true to, again, you guys, I I am learning that the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And sometimes that gets overwhelming. Um, So I'm learning how to just let let it go, let it be, and move on um, forward, I guess I should say, and continue to move forward. So that being said, Rodney, if you don't mind, I say, Let's, I'm I'm going to go for, um, we kind of stopped at verse 7, um, ending with God has given them a spirit of stupor. For, for, for my reading here, it says stupor, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And um, I just want to leave you guys with, some of the words that we've put out, take the time to go back, read chapter 11, read Romans, and, and ask God for um, eyes that see, ears that hear, um, and whatever else you feel led to ask for. Um, set yourself free today, knowing that um, it is not by works, but by the grace and that God foreknew you and all that you would think, do, feel, say, be, all of that. And there's nothing hidden under the sun, not even your son, not even your son. So not even your, nothing that you do, you know. So think about that. Um, continue to be prayerful, prayerful, stay in your word, Um Learn to settle the mind um, and just allow yourself to be so that we can hear first from God and that hopefully we have ears that obey and that listen um, and can hear so that whatever it is that God's saying, uh, we can do. We can move forward in that. So 
if you guys will help me remember, we stopped at 8. If that's okay, Rodney, you're okay with just kind of shutting it down here and we pick back up and move through 12? And I think that's maybe the best way rather than trying to say we're going to get through one chapter because we only had a few verses that led led us through an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so we'll pick back up there. Um, I want to, just before I turn it back over to you, Rodney, remind people of the um, Her Vision Conference that we have June 15th. We are still in need of one speaker, preferably female, but if we're trying to do two males, two females, um, does not have to be that way, just kind of what I was thinking. But we have the two fellows down and one female um, down, one woman. So um, if someone's interested, and then this is for people who have not had their their opportunity to really present or speak um, a lot. So if you've had one or two and you just haven't spoken for a while and you're still you know, finding yourself, find it difficult to get through it through the door to get your voice out, you know, reach out to me. Uh, the conference is June 15th, 2 to 5. We're looking for vendors, although we will not have more than 12 unless something just comes up and we, we, we're able to fit more in, and we already have six. So that being said, time is of the essence. Um looking for an exciting time, and it's a business summit and our ribbon-cutting ceremony for the Memphis chapter of Women of Empowerment, and it's all based on vision. Um, And so we need to be able to see what it is we are wanting to do. And so often, like Rodney mentioned, although he wanted, you know, he wanted the degree, he had to have a vision. He was missing that vision to get through it, to do it, to get to that place. Although he did it, you know, he he could see himself in the Israelites' eyes, meaning, you know, it took a long time to do something because of that mindset, because being your biggest, fiercest foe. Um, so think about that. Think about supporting um, us on June 15th. You know, get your friends, come out, and just because it's, a women of Empowerment organization, it does not mean it's just for women. We're going to have ven- male vendors there, male speakers there. Um, it'll it'll just be like any other conference. So reach out to us if you're interested in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Right now, I think that's all I have. I'll turn it back over to you. All right. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say, Tammy, that um, – I think that instead of trying to, uh, because it's easy to, I, I guess, listen to this, to our series on Romans and hear us talking about the Israelites, uh, to hear us talking about, you know, the Gentiles and, and, and wanting to pick a side or wanting to be like one versus the other. But here's what I'm going to say to you guys uh, who are listening. Don't try to be like either one. Try or or don't try to model yourself after, well, you know, the Israelites, you know, disobeyed God. So I'm going to 
I'm going to, uh, you know, do the opposite. Well, you should do the opposite. However, the important thing is establish and maintain your own relationship with God. Because Jesus died on the cross, we all have an opportunity for salvation, not just the Israelites. So that has been given, that opportunity has been given to us. So take advantage of that opportunity. Don't just hear things and say it is so. I had a conversation with some kids today, Tammy, who had used the N-word out of pure ignorance. They're making fun of it, not knowing the impact of the word, not knowing the history behind the word and the damage that it has caused in our society, not knowing. And so I want to say that to those of you who are listening. Don't just hear things. As Tammy said earlier, take this time to go back and study. Take this time to do your own research. Do your own reading. And listen to God for yourself. Don't be that person who is so distracted that you miss what he's trying to tell you, that you miss what he's trying to give you. But be that person who is so focused on your purpose that you catch everything that comes your way and then some. Be so focused and so determined that you see things that may not even be pertaining to you may be something that you just, you are just supposed to pray for. Be that focused because that's the only way you're going to move forward and move up, upward. And, uh, Tammy, there, uh, there's nothing major going on here. Um, there are some, uh, um, I guess, things coming up. Um Pretty soon I'm going to be sending out a um, a survey. I'm not exactly sure when, um, but I'm, I'll send it to you, Tammy, and you can send it out to your friends and family members and associates, um, just a survey about uh, child care. A friend of mine and I have been working on um, starting a preschool, and so we're trying to get some information and collect some data. So. Um, I'll send that out uh, to you and send it to any uh, I'll put the information out uh, on the show uh, once we're ready to send it out and it may be next week Uh, we're supposed to meet this Saturday uh, to finalize everything so I will send that um, to you once it's all together Um, Tammy uh, you got a very important day next week I do. I'm turning 18. Uh, 
I, I said I do. I'm I was, turning 18. I was wondering if you forgot your age. Oh, no. I am just I decided to go back and do a restart. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you are old enough to drive. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, Rodney, <laughs> I do, and thank you for remembering. I will leave the big five one. Nothing special planned. I, I, I feel like doing the same thing I did last year. Uh, picnic at Shelby Farm. Only I'm gonna do it longer. I'm gonna stay out. I'm planning to stay longer. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> other than that, I I just you know pray that I'm here and and healthy and my family is as well and just that I continue to grow forward and help as many people as I can and and pray that they are willing to help me along the way as well. So I'm excited about, um, I guess, growing old and wiser. I'm excited about that. I'm not one that wants to fight the numbers. So let it be. That's what we're (laughs) put here to do. So big five one for me. (laughs) Yeah, I was was always (laughs) teasing. All right, well. I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I was only teasing you. Yeah, 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 I know. So we're all good, though. But, yep, I'm excited. So, yeah, y'all send the birthday wishes on. I'll take all of them. <laughs> well, until next week, until uh, we resume here on the Butterfly Evolution Show, you guys have a blessed week and have a great night, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
Baby. 